0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. Let's circle up, folks, because it's time for the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, a show by the Virginia Wrestling Association. The Virginia Wrestling Roundup is also brought to you by Cliff Keen Athletic, built for life. Get more information on Cliff Keen products by going to matttalkonline.com slash cliffkeen. I'm Jason Bryant, a proud Virginia native, and each month we'll talk about relevant events and topics as it relates to the landscape of VAWA and the wrestling community in the state of Virginia at large. As always, you can find out all you need to know about VAWA by going to VirginiaWrestling.com. And welcome wrestling fans from the great state of, actually technically the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's episode 6 of the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, a podcast about all things with the Virginia Wrestling Association I'm a proud Virginia native. My name is Jason Bryant. Even though I live out here in Minnesota, we're still finding time to talk to my friends, like we said, back home in the Commonwealth. Today, joined by Executive Director of VAWA, Andrew Farah, and for the first time on the show, Assistant Coach at Washington and Lee, Adam Wilson, a National Team Coach with VAWA. And first of all, Andrew, we're going to talk about a lot of things uh, on this episode because we've got some dual events that we've got to talk about. And of course, previewing Fargo. And then we'll talk to Adam about uh, WNL. We're probably going to kick off with that here in a bit. But Andrew, this it's been a really exciting month for for VAWA and Virginia Wrestling in general.
1: Sure. Well, we're on the heels of three very successful dual trips, uh, schoolboy duels in Indiana. Uh, we sent two teams to the East Coast duels June 6 and 7 up in Baltimore, and then our uh, cadet duel team was in York, PA. And uh, you know, we're, we're really excited about the fact that cadet duels has moved to the East Coast, and it's just a three-hour drive from Northern Virginia. And uh, we had 21 kids up there and, and uh, finished 10th in, in cadet freestyle, beating some, some states that uh, uh, you know, didn't expect Virginia to, to be ready to hang with them. So um, it's an exciting time, and, and now we've got kids kind of back at home, training, getting ready for Fargo, and uh, lots of stuff going on around the state with Granby at, at, uh, at Hampton-Sydney, uh, Virginia Tech's cranking up their camps, UVA has camps going on right now, uh, the World uh, Police and Firefighter uh, Games are being held right now at George Mason, so um, a lot of wrestling going on even though most people think it's the offseason.
0: Uh, Adam, uh, welcome to the show. The First time you've been on, and uh, you know you're you're fairly new into the state of Virginia. Just been a couple of years now, as uh, as you've joined the staff there at WNL. So first of all, uh, let's just introduce yourself. Uh, obviously, you're a graduate of of Olivet College up in Michigan. Wrestled there, and after they had reinstated the program, wrestled for for Coach Todd Hibbs, and you've been brought on with uh, with Coach uh, Shearer's staff and. And things in lexington, and i I'll, I'll say this from a, a lifelong Virginia resident up until I was twenty five so I really can't say lifelong, but uh, you know when I was coming through I, I didn't really hear a whole lot about at Washington and Lee uh, at the time it was the only Division three program in the state and now we've added Farham Hampton sydneys coming on board so uh, talk a little bit about your background and, and what drew you to coaching at, at Washington and Lee yeah, so uh
2: you know my wife and I are extremely happy to to land in virginia uh very very different than uh than back home in Michigan. But um as a you know background like you said grew up in, in, in Battle Creek, Michigan. Um my my both my parents, Jeff and Patty, went to to Alvette, so there's my connection there and uh, I was very fortunate um to surround myself with, with individuals like Todd Hibbs and, and Brandon Brissett at, at Olivet College and um wrestled there for four years and um you know, had an outstanding experience in Division three and um Loved my role. Um, I, I, it was an outstanding opportunity for me to come in and compete right away and, and, and wrestle for four years and, and have valuable leadership there and, and uh, you know be a part of some very successful teams. Um, and then uh, upon graduation, I started working in the admissions office at Olivet College and uh, you know served as a volunteer coach with Brandon Brissett, um at Olivet for three years and um, and getting married last September uh, just before. My wife and I, you know, had a discussion about, you know, what we want to do career-wise. And um, for me, that was getting into coaching full-time and, and having the opportunity to, you know, serve my life, uh, you know, as a wrestling coach. And um, you know, that is uh, my passion. And um, I, I find great joy in, in, in helping young athletes and young know, student athletes reach their goals, both both uh, you know, in the wrestling room and, and most important importantly uh, away from the wrestling room. And, uh, the opportunity to land at washington and lee has has been a tremendous experience um it, it like i said it it's opened my eyes to a different level um in in many different ways um you know academically wrestling and and having the opportunity to be on staff with coach shear um you know nathan is is widely involved in 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 uh our sport and a part uh, you know part of the NWCA and NCAA leadership um committees and uh so we're very excited about uh, our opportunities at W and L, it, and it, it's been tremendous.
0: And as I said, you know, not a whole lot of folks, uh, even within Virginia, were really um, keeping up with things at W and L. Of course, uh, you guys have had kind of big shoes to fill as, as uh, you and Coach Shearer uh, followed uh, Gary Frankie. Who is a a coach there for almost forty years? He coached there for thirty eight years, and and Coach Frankie's still been around Division three wrestling. He's part of the NCAA wrestling committees and, and still active. And uh, you know, obviously, when, when you come in, you got a young staff that takes over for a guy that's been there for you know almost forty years. You know, what type of culture uh, did you guys come into, and what type of things did you expect that were maybe you had to change, or what things did you ex- did you not expect? It's like, oh wow, we've we've got things here we didn't really expect
2: yeah yeah and and coming into w l uh, you know when coach here arrived about four years ago um you know G- gary did, had had a tremendous run at W N L and, and had a lot of success um but but towards the end of his career you know maybe uh you know the culture of the program was was uh not where we expected or or what nathan expected and um in doing that the past couple of years have have really set the foundation for what we expect of our student athletes, um, and that is, you know, winning in, in in all areas of their life, and most importantly in the classroom, how they conduct themselves around campus, around campus, and then, you know, of course, uh, you know the way we train and, and the way we compete, and those sort of things. So, in doing that, transition has been tough, and and, and looking at our roster. Um, you know, maybe that's that indicates why we have a young roster. This next year, we will graduate one senior. Uh, this past year, we had one senior on our roster, and he did not compete due to due to injury. So we're a very young team. Uh, this next year, coming into the season, we should have about 19 student athletes on the team. And um, this year, we started as many as seven freshmen. Uh, so we're excited about the direction that we're going. Uh, you know, these these student athletes like you said they're. Able to come in and compete right away uh, and gain valuable experience, and um, you know they're they're gonna the, the experiences that they had this year will 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 launch them into into great success in the coming years, and uh, so we're excited about where we're at um, and the direction we're going. We have outstanding leadership in our program, and um, but yeah, you know, just just expectation wise, there was um, a, a big change uh, for what we asked, and you know with that, you know, our team GPA has now risen to. 3.45, you know, student-athletes across the board are involved campus-wide in, in, in different organizations. And the effort and commitment they give to our program, uh, we can ask for more. So uh, definitely in a good spot.
0: Now, Andrew, I understand you've got a, a bit of a tie to, to W&L, at least uh, through the family. So you've, you've got a little bit of an interest in seeing this program uh, succeed.
1: Sure. If, if anybody accuse me of being a WNL wrestling homer, I'd tell them they're exactly right. Um, My my dad, my uncle, my granddad, my great-granddad all went to Washington and Lee. and uh, My granddad was a Marine in World War II um, and uh, came back and and enrolled at at Washington and Lee and and graduated uh, in 49 and and then never left Lexington. He taught English, uh, coached in tennis, and then served as Washington and Lee's Dean of Admissions for for over 30 years. So, so Lexington is, uh, is a home away from home of sorts for, for me. And, and my uncle still, uh, works at Washington and Lee in the, uh, president's office. And my dad and uncle played lacrosse at WNL back when they were D1 and we're in a final four. Um, so, uh, you know, we're proud of our connection to, uh, to WNL and, and Gary Frankie's son is a good friend of mine. We were actually roommates, um, two summers working for a trout outfitter in Idaho. So, um, I know coach Frankie well and, um, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what WNL wrestling is doing. And, uh, a kid that I coached at the St. Mark's school of Texas in Dallas, uh, two years ago, Zach Pappin, uh, was, was Adam and Nate's starter at 141 this past year as a freshman. So, um, you know, the, the guys are excited. And, and as we know, it's, uh, in the wrestling world, it's always cool to see a young staff take over and, and watch, uh, Watch the program progress with the the energy uh, that they inject, and then then the relationships that the young coaches have with athletes. You know, and when you have two guys that are, um, you know, passionate about what they do, like Nate and Adam, and, and these are two guys that are in the NWCA Leadership Academy and uh, have master's degrees, and uh, you know, that just means they're a good fit at a place like Washington and Lee, where the academic expectations are are so high, you know, they understand what these kids are going through. And, um, and, and I think one of the cool things about Washington Lee athletics is that, uh, you're able to have a, uh, a, a real college experience, uh, in addition to competing at a high level, uh, too many kids in our sport think, Oh, I'm going to wrestle D one. Um, but have no idea that it's a, uh, you know that's a 12 month commitment, and and they work you pretty hard at, at WNL. They they train in the off season, but they also have some time to to uh, um, get out and enjoy Rockbridge County and Lexington, which is a a pretty cool place.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that they're actually. Uh, Two wrestling programs within uh, the the area around Lexington because VMI is right down the street actually there'd be three if you're you're in Southern Virginia right 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 down the street in Buena Vista so you know you get three schools right there <laughs> now that I think about it I don't want to want to give uh, you know Logan Davis forget him at Southern Virginia even though we are talking WNL and here's an interesting point you brought up the whole uh, d1 thing when you were talking about lacrosse this is a fact that I think very few people know and I know Adam and Nate are very aware of it at WNL is that WNL hosted the 1936 NCAA wrestling championships. So, uh there's the only Division 1 wrestling championship. Well, back then it was just the university uh, the, the the college uh, the university division championships. It was there was no Division 1 or Division 2 II, Division 3 back then, but yeah, the only time the NCAA championships have been held in the state of Virginia in the sport of wrestling was at WNL back in 1936.
2: Yeah, right in, uh right in dream, uh Dreamers Gymnasium and uh, that's still where uh, you know today we still have our our home dual meets uh, in dream because of that lone fact, uh, keep that history. And, um, you know, it's something that, that we're very proud of. And, um, it, it's a unique environment, uh, it has that old school feel to that gymnasium. And, um, but that's that, that's the lone reason why we continue to have our dual meets in, in that gymnasium.
0: Now, Adam, uh, Andrew had talked about the whole, you know, with his family working at admissions, and you, you'd said you worked at admissions at Olivet, and one thing that, that people, that's kind of been tough for W&L has been, it's it's a tough academic school, I mean, in terms of getting in the door, I mean, your board's got to be good, your core course has got to be good, I mean, it, it, it's bordering on, you know, that that Ivy League type of uh, of admissions rate, and and if you look at the roster right now, at least as of 14-15, this, we'll talk about your recruiting here in a moment, but... There there wasn't a single wrestler from the state of Virginia at least on that roster and in when I was coming through when I was starting the early days of Matt Talk online there was there was maybe two or three kids from from the state of Virginia so what people need to understand is this is a nationally recognized uh school I mean the 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 history and the and the legacy of the education at WNL is is known nationwide
2: Yeah yeah and uh you know for me coming from all of that college, uh, you know, that was one of the biggest transitions and learning curves uh, for me in the, in the recruiting process uh, because uh, you know, now we, we aggressively recruit all 50 States. Um, you know, I scour tournaments from all the way starting in November at super 32. To, you know, currently I'm, I'm in Orlando, Florida for Disney duels. And uh, you know, we're, we're at every major tournament finding, you know, high level student athletes from all over the country. And um, you know, with that, you know, we're we're what we're selling at WNL uh, and, and sharing with our you know prospective student athletes is a true student athlete experience. You know, what we can communicate to and really provide to student athletes is the opportunity not to have only a championship experience in the wrestling room, but their, their success in the classroom and their experience in the classroom and in, in campus is going to be always more celebrated than, than what they're doing in the wrestling room. Because at the end of the day, in four years, when when our students are graduating, the, the success that they have is going to set them up. Um, you know, as an institution, Washington and Lee has been been ranked uh, number one uh, by alumni factor based off alumni student success. Uh, with our academic offerings across the board, uh, you know, students are really no matter what their academic interests. You know, we don't just have that one trademark program. And while our William School of Commerce is an amazing uh, opportunity, you know, from Across the board, to journalism, the sciences, you know, like, like I mentioned, business, the, um, you know, medicine, the foreign language, psychology, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the students are able to, you know, have an amazing experience and set them up for success after graduation. So, um, but yeah, and, and, and mentioning our roster and and the, the areas that, um, you know, we would like to to grow in, and you know, we we would definitely like to add Virginia's talent. Uh, you know, to our roster. I think, you know, especially in my short time being in Virginia and with Andrew asking me to get involved in in national team trips and you know, being around the state of Virginia as much as I have been, you know, there's a lot of high high quality kids that I want to add um, and I want to add soon. Uh, that and, and we do and and getting them getting to the grow in Virginia and I think you know our involvement has, has brought more awareness to some of the top level talent that, Hey, this is a nationally recognized program to where, you know, coach share myself, a young energetic guy. So we want to bring this, uh, this program to the place that, Hey, this is, if, if I'm a top tier academic student and, and I, what I have big dreams and, uh, to continue wrestling in school and, and pursue being a, a scholar, all American and, and, and earn all American honors. This is a place I need to go check out. And I think, you know, that, that message is, is starting to get out there and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're ready to, 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 to make a big jump uh, here pretty soon. We have an outstanding recruiting class coming in this year. Um, we have five high-quality individuals coming in, and we're really looking at the class of 2016 as, you know, the class that's going to jump us, um, you know, to start having uh, you know, the team success that's narrowing our, our individual success right now.
0: And one thing, I think the education, this is, I guess, goes with your recruiting discussion is, is it it used to be just WNL. And as I alluded to Southern Virginia's transitioning to division three after making their program a varsity program, after competing in the NCWA for a long time, Hampton, Sydney's firing up a program. We've had uh, Chris Michael on the program, talking about the women's program at Ferrum and talk about the work Nate Yetzer's done down at Ferrum. So now there are four division three opportunities and, and there's several division one opportunities. We're still looking for, uh, to bring back division two wrestling in, in, in the state of Virginia but uh, Andrew this is what's interesting now is you know we've got a lot of wrestlers and a lot of division 1 opportunities in the state of Virginia but now we've got a lot of division 3 opportunities within the state and and we've got the the pool of athletes definitely to fill rosters of division three and be immediately competitive so Andrew from a VAWA standpoint the growth of these division three programs outside of Washington and Lee and you know it helps WNL because it's like hey here's who we compete against you kind of you build that natural rivalry but it's also maybe good to keep kids in state be like hey well you've got you want this type of atmosphere well guess what here's four different schools now that can offer you that
1: well I was just going to say that both are the the diversity we have at the Division One level and the D three level offer wrestlers uh, um, a, a variety of experiences and academic expectations and uh, you know college town feels uh, I mean uh, Hampton Hampton Sydney all male a lot of history there that's an upstart program where a kid can be a part of uh, the rebirth of uh, a program with some history um, yeah. You know, Farham and, uh, Fairham and Washington and Lee are led by coaches who have, who have been around and who are, um, as familiar with the D1 and D3 as, uh, 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 coaching scenes as, as any, uh, you know, staffs in the country, you know, Southern Virginia, another program, um, you know, on the up and up, but that's a brand new program. And, and, you know, there's a lot to be said for, for being part of, uh, um, something that's, that, that's building, but, um, you know it's we're very lucky and in, in my time in Texas I've said it before but my time in Texas uh made me appreciate uh the fact that we have so many opportunities i mean uh, virginia has more division 1 uh wrestling programs uh than any state in the country other than pennsylvania leading the way and north carolina was 6 and we're right on their heels um, so uh it, lots of opportunities to stay in state both uh at state schools you know um uva odu mason uh vmi tech and then uh you know the the d3s uh offer some some private schools and 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 those are uh those are places where kids can come in and compete right away so a lot of good stuff going on we just got to increase the awareness and, and that's why we're on the call with you jb
0: Adam, this is one thing. Obviously, the recruiting is extremely competitive uh, across all levels of wrestling. But, you know, I'm looking at this, and yes, you'll be competing against probably Hampton, Sydney, and Farum for, for a similar type of student-athletes. Uh, but the fact that there's there's now four Division three programs in the state, it actually probably, does it make it a little bit easier to be able to sell Division three wrestling to the kids in the state or even the parents that might not have known that there was yeah. a whole lot of these opportunities within the Commonwealth?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, in just my short amount of time being here in Virginia, uh, I think awareness has has grown, uh, you know, big time. Uh, especially like you, you mentioned with upstart programs and, and with Coach Shearer and I, you know, hitting the ground running uh, on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I think the the experience that Division three offers is, is unique. Um, it's it's not. Um, you now while in season things are, are ran very much like a Division one program. The student athlete at, at uh, a Division three program is going to have a completely different experience than a Division one um, at, at a Division one institution, just from their uh, lifestyle. I, I think it's it's very different. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, I think it it is an easier sell to to families, and uh, which is a good thing.
0: Now, I also got to got to throw this in there. I actually have a tie to Washington and Lee, and and this is not really common knowledge but uh other than the the t-shirt that adam sent me uh last summer that my wife has quickly commandeered so the the wnl wrestling shirt uh the ruta shirt that that's an awesome i love that 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 athletic feel to it it's not a heavy shirt but yeah my wife abby has totally uh kyped that from me so um that one uh we might have to talk in fargo a little bit about that adam so uh just just file yeah, Debbie, that away
2: I'll bring, I'll bring you, I'll... I'll bring you one out in Fargo. All
0: right, sure. sure. Yeah, good, because I can already start my Fargo gear count at one. But the other tie <laughs> is when I was a freshman at Old Dominion, my roommate was a guy named Jeff Palmer. He's from the Fredericksburg area. And uh, when, when he got married to uh, his, his now wife, Julie, and they've got a couple kids that live in the Richmond area, well, Julie graduated from Mary Washington and was from Lynchburg. And she got her law degree at Washington and Lee, so I remember going. We went to the wedding, and, and obviously she was in law school at that point. And at this, the, at the the reception in the country club, it wasn't just uh, you know you saw some you know people that had bumper stickers, but then there was the the it was a long bumper sticker. It said WNL, and it was not. It was it was one of those things like oh yeah, it's Washington and Lee. So. Uh, you know, I've got a little bit of a of a tie to the to the school itself, not a whole lot, and I guess it's 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 tied more now that I know you, Nate, and of course Gary Frankie and all the Division three championships that I've covered over the years. But uh, yeah, so that's my little personal piece on on WNL. So uh, as we'll we'll switch the discussion now to VAWA, because Adam, you're still involved in a lot of the things we're doing. And I guess Andrew, let's 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 set the table. Uh, you had alluded to the schoolboy duels, cadet duels, East Coast duels, and uh, we've got some things that we want to talk about with training camps in Fargo coming up. But just just the recap of the schoolboy duels, uh, you know, you talked about the success there. I mean, still a couple weights that they're forfeiting, and, and some of this comes with the growth. And so let's let's first start about what you and Vawa and, and Chairman Bill Swink and all the coaches and the clubs. Around the state of done to try to put these teams together that aren't just all right. We got seven kids and we're forfeiting half the weights and we're driving across the country. Now we're getting more kids out. We're getting a a more of a, a system like you want to mimic with with Minnesota. You want to mimic with Illinois and, and states like that. So Andrew, let's just kind of set the table on how these teams were were set up and then the competition and and where the growth is with getting our state teams for for these off season these quote off season events like schoolboy duels, duels, cadet duels, East Coast duels and actually adam was coaching with the scholastic duels team which is a high school age folk style event so andrew floor is yours sure well from june 3rd to
1: june uh 13th we had four teams spread out uh three different tournaments schoolboy duels was uh june three four five and six and then um east coast was june six seven with two teams there and then cadet duels we had a full team and and a handful of backups from June 10th to 13th in New York, PA. So um, a lot of planning went into that, and, and uh, you know, a lot of thanks to the volunteers that really helped me execute those teams. But, you know, Jason, as you can appreciate in states like Minnesota, Illinois, um, Ohio, Jersey, PA, uh, the, the planning for those dual teams starts, um, you know, really right after Fargo, if not um, if not during Fargo where you're making – arrangements and and plans to um to have qualifiers or just recruit the right kids and and getting the right people involved from coaches to parents supporting you on the logistical end but um you know where the schoolboy efforts were were led by uh david and susan manville um they helped uh put together a timeline to to get that team together and and doug fisher uh head coach at Falk here and, and Eric Brown at uh, Eastern view, both their sons are on the team and they, they traveled uh, to Indiana to help coach them. But, uh, you know, the Schoolboy duels did have four empty weight classes, which, you know, is about four points, but or 20 points, um, you know, with 5.4 fits. And, and, you know, with, with that, uh, starting in that hole, the team placed 19th out of 32 in Greco and then 14th out of 33 in freestyle. And, um, you know, they uh, they had very, very strong and encouraging individual results. And a uh, handful of kids that were um, on the all tournament team uh, Carson Manville, Hayden Rockman, Zachary Brown, and Thomas Mukai were all uh, all tournament team in freestyle. And then Manville, Rockman, and Brown were also all tournament team in, in Greco, uh, as well as. Uh, as well as uh, Mr. Kilmer, so that was a great showing and uh, we really have to thank David and Susan Manville for their hard work and um, you know those kids wrestled some exhibition duels and and uh, challenge matches and whatnot, so got a lot of wrestling in and then um, later that weekend, the east coast duels uh, we elected to to go to the East Coast duels as opposed to the junior duels this year just because it's uh it's expensive to fly out to Oklahoma, and uh, some families were having to choose between Fargo in the duel. So we sent two teams to East coast duels and our top team went, um, you know, only lost one match. And that was in Greco to the group from, uh, from Brandon, Florida in a pretty close duel. And then we, we, uh, we, we got some revenge in freestyle, um, or excuse me, flip that. We lost in freestyle, but got some revenge in Greco, but finished the weekend 12 and one and multiple Fargo, all Americans and, uh, NHSCA all Americans and flow national placers on those teams and, um, just, uh, a good weekend to get everybody together and, and compete in a freestyle Greco event where you don't have to pay four hundred four hundred fifty 450 bucks, um, for four or five days of competition and miss school. So, um, you know, Sonny Close, uh, really led the charge in recruiting, not only the first team, but also the second team. And, and that second team, um, you know, had a very strong showing and placed, uh, they had a high placing in freestyle as well. I, th- I believe they took fifth uh, fifth or sixth of the team, which is awesome, uh, out of about 13 teams um, from up and down the East Coast. So we're excited about that, and we had kids from all over the state, Northern Virginia, a bunch of Christiansburg and, and Roanoke area kids, and then also a, a handful of uh, uh, kids from down towards Chesapeake, Virginia Beach area that came with Summerlin. So. A good representation of Virginia, uh, but I, I have to say that the, the highlight of the week was probably uh, watching Adam and Ross Jatomar coach the uh, cadet freestyle team to uh, a top 10 finish, and we were um, a couple bouts away from, from winning the bronze copper pool at in freestyle at, uh, at the cadet duels, and that's about a 10-spot a 10, uh, 10 jump from where we were last year. We were down in the red-blue pool for freestyle, and, and uh, we we beat Missouri, beat Utah, beat Florida, beat Colorado, and all those were teams with high seed points. So um, you know, we had 21 kids uh, on that team in 17 weight classes, and uh, it pretty much covered we covered all but one weight class. And and that's a huge part of being successful at any dual event, um, but especially uh, an event where you can score points uh, even when you lose, such as. Uh, you know, the freestyle and Greco duels, but um uh, you know John Boris went undefeated, uh, he pinned or teched everybody in both styles at one seventy, so we're really excited about uh, seeing what he can do out in fargo and then uh you know that that team you know Adam uh, can share his thoughts on it, but that team was just marked by a lot of depth. you know we were just very consistent across the board and um, like that East Coast team had kids from all over the state, so uh it was fun to to be a part of a team. Uh, where the bench was getting excited and, and these guys were, were being coached by, you know, elite coaches. A, a guy like Jatomer who has placed been a USA wrestling all American from cadets through the university levels and then a guy like Adam who's coached with the Michigan national team and been involved with the Ohio USA wrestling and, and uh it was just fun to watch.
0: Yeah, Adam, your thoughts on on getting that experience with, with coaching the duels teams with Coach Jatomer?
2: Our duels team was was amazing. Uh, Cadet duels was uh, it always has been one of the highlights uh, of my summers. You know, being around USA Wrestling for a number of years, both as a competitor and a coach, and you know this team stood out, stood out to me for many reasons. But you know, mostly that every every athlete that was on the team, no matter skill level or win and loss record throughout the week, uh, regardless of style. Uh, every match they competed, and, and, and they fought hard and, and, and did the things they needed to do, and I think they were eager to learn. And, you know, my my enjoyment with cadet duels is I think that's an age group that they're willing to really dive into and, and, and learn from coaching and, and, and be open-minded with new techniques and those sort of things, and it's her at training camp. You know, we, we cover the basics and, and things that they need to, you know, be encouraged to improve on and, and, and those sort of things, but, you know, tournament, tournament wise from each dual meet, um, and Andrew and I, and Ross and I talked about this, um, you know, both before the event and after the event, the development that the, the athletes were able to have from each round and each dual meet, uh, you know, just by you know, taking a couple of minutes to sit down and talk and, and review things and improve from dual to dual. I think every, you know, all 21 guys on the roster, um, you know, learned and, and got a little bit better uh, that week, and you know that's a big thing with summer wrestling. I know we had outstanding performances from, from guys like River Curtis and John Borst and uh, you know Stan Smelter and, and and those sort of guys. And but you know, regardless of of um, you know what the outcome was of the week, and uh, everyone can leave wanting to do something a little bit more, uh, a little bit better. But um, you know, the development that they were able to have, and uh, you know you know goes a long way. So um it's a it's an outstanding experience i look forward to future trips um with them and looking forward to a training camp here uh at virginia tech here uh first part of july
0: yeah and andrew with those training camps you know see adam adam kind of alluded to it with the with the uh the cadet teams and, and training camps you've been popping them up all around the state and you know as, as we get down to the the nitty gritty here as we prepare for uh, the big dog out in fargo in um, in mid july 8 days of glory actually i say fargo north dakota is the greatest place in the world for eight days – in July, I mean, I live I live three and a half hours from it now, and I, I'm still not going to experience it in December or January because that would just be foolish. <laughs> but uh, in July, it, it, it can get hot, it can be cool. You know, a lot a lot of wings consumed at the Buffalo Wild Wings across from the Fargo Dome. But you know, we talk about training camps. Virginia Tech has hosted it in the past. I remember when I, ba- I lived in the state, we were spent a lot of time in Blacksburg with training camp. But you know, what have you seen from these 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 satellite camps and these mini camps that have been going on throughout the year that has basically built momentum? For the the Fargo final training camp, and then the preparation for the Cadet and Junior Nationals.
1: Sure. Well, our the training camps that we ha- have had this year, leading up to uh, leading up to heading to Tech next week, have just been for various events. Uh, we know people want to train before Super Thirty Two, so we ran something at ODU. We had a Cadet duels training camp um, at the Hanover Hawkeye facility, uh, June six and seven. Um, you know, moving forward, we're going to have more organized training, uh, with our national team staff, you know, maybe something before feel um, or UWW cadets in Akron, and then uh, maybe something to kick off the freestyle season. Um, but, uh, we are excited to head back to tech coach dresser and coach Roby are awesome in uh, helping accommodate Vala. I mean, we're, we'll be taking 60 and that's just a, such a small group. Um, to be, you know, in comparison to the other groups at Tech, I mean, you look at their team camps, which are monster, and then their other individual camps, uh, you know, that's something they don't have to do, but um, they're, they're uh, uh, very gracious in, in helping us make it happen at Tech. And, you know, from a development side, uh, our kids get access to a Division One program, you know, they get to interact with Joey Dance, uh, Devin Carter, um, you know, Dave Hoffman. Eric Morrill, all those guys, I mean, you can't put a price tag on the uh, exposure and experience that the kids get, which is why, um, you know, we're excited to head back. Uh, but uh, it should be a great week. We've talked to Joey Dance, and he's going to be involved at in, in some level and maybe uh, try and bring in some of those other tech guys from Virginia. Um, but but our buddy uh, Christian Piles uh, with Flow Wrestling is going to come down from, from Stanton to uh, – to film a little bit more so we'll we'll be able to show everybody around the state um kind of what goes on at camp but uh we had such positive feedback last year about our training camp at tech that it was just a no-brainer to to choose to go back and and uh you know one of the cool things about it at least from a coaching side is that um you know we, we train there july 8 to 11 and then we don't travel out to fargo for uh basically a whole nother week so so we push pretty hard and and uh and, and the kids also know they don't have to save anything. You know, they don't have to worry about, um, you know, if their legs are going to be fresh, you know, for the actual tournament, they'll be fresh, but we get to, you know, hit it pretty hard and get in a lot of live wrestling and people aren't worried about, you know, getting that, those last few pounds off, uh, if we were to have a camp before we flew out. So, um, you know, this is a lot of fun and, 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 uh, we also have some guys who aren't able to make the trip who will be coming to to camp. We've got a few of those uh, schoolboy studs who are going to be at camp, and then you know, Kurt McHenry is a uh, a national caliber kid from Virginia who's coming off an injury, but he's going to come to training camp. Not ready to to go to Fargo, but we're excited to have Kurt. And then, um, you know Sam Martino is a guy who's uh he's going to be a senior up in McDonough, but he's from Virginia and been a Predator kid and uh, wrestled. You know, coming up through the youth system in Virginia, Sam's going to be there. Zach Fight, a kid from Battlefield, uh, trains with Johnny Curtis. He was on our cadet team. So uh, we'll have those guys. We'll also have two of Adam's best guys from Washington and Lee uh, coming to help out and train. And then, you know, Saheed Kargbo is a guy who uh, took third in junior Greco, made a, a Field Junior Greco World Team a couple years ago, and just won um, the University Greco National Championship um it's 65 kilos a couple weeks ago he and his teammate Ibrahim Bunduka from from Mason are coming down so we're going to have some older guys to to make sure the uh you know the high schoolers know what it feels like before we get out to Fargo
0: yeah and and the staff in Fargo obviously we've talked about this on other episodes about uh, how the the change happened last year where okay you know what smaller group uh, more concentrated group. I mean, you, you get the you get the guys and girls that 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 are ready to go out there. They're ready to compete, and it's no more dorm living. Uh, it's no more busing twenty something hours because uh, I remember those years, man. I remember sitting on the on that bus, and that the one year they decided you guys weren't going to go with the sleeper buses. I said, forget that. I'm driving myself, and uh, that was kind of the start of all my drives. But you know, it, it's changed so much, and now you've got continuity in the staff, but you've also been able to bring in. Uh, young blood like uh, you know Adam Wilson who's coming to the state and, and some of the younger coaches that are coming through college like Jatomer who you know wrestled New Jersey but went to UVA and he's he's, he's put roots down in the state. So uh, talk a little bit about the staff dynamic for Freestyle and Greco. And I understand uh, my old roommate Ben Summerlin will be making his triumphant return to the Indeed. Fargo Dome this year.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that Bill Swink has done such a good job of and I've learned in my, my first year, last year I, I came back uh, from Texas, all fired up to you know do anything and everything and and uh, that's that while that is sort of my job title, um, I quickly learned that it's it 's not my responsibility or or you know they're they 're not expecting me to coach and and I did a little bit of that last year, but uh, you know build us such a good job of just being the man in charge and delegating really well and and that 's one of the things that we really wanted to try and make sure we have that covered with our staff you know we 've got Coach Swink going out as a state chairman we've got Roy Hill going out for what's probably his 23rd 24th year in a row. You know, that's somebody who's been there, done that, seen it all. And then we've got guys um you know who are who are in the trenches. We've got Strickland uh uh we've, we've got Ben Summerlin with bringing his guys from Chesapeake, you know, Adam um, who's a, who can bring the you know the college perspective but who's been who knows the kids from dual teams and training camps. You know, our head Greco coach Rob Priebus has been you know many years in a row um so a, a good group coming together dale oliver that's another world team coach um and who will come uh, coming out with us um you know chris michael um and then uh um fulp allen will be filling in for her sister sarah fulp allen sarah behora who's expecting so uh we we've got folks with both national experience but also the the relationships and, and camaraderie with the kids and um you know also a a nice uh variance of ages and experiences but but everybody has uh has been to fargo before and and knows the drill and and is training kids in their local community so um you know we're excited to have have them going and and can't forget about our secret weapon ed metzger ed has been uh going to to usa wrestling you know cadet and junior nationals uh as long as anyone can remember.
0: Yeah, he was there the first year I went out back in 1999 when I was 19 years old. I'm like, who's this guy? And I remember that uh, Ed and I had an annual dart game. And uh, at the Bison Turf because uh, you know it's just something we we do. We play darts. We haven't done it in the last couple of years, but I, you know and I'm going to have to fish my darts out. So if Ed's listening, I'm I'm going to bring them this year. I haven't shot darts in a while, but uh, you know the layouts changed. There's more than one board in there now, so I'm going to have to reclaim my title as uh, king of uh, Vawa darts because uh, I you know nobody from Virginia has ever beaten me straight up in a game of cricket. So. Uh, you know, this is this is a place that uh, you know. I've beaten some of the greats. I've beaten your buddy Kendall Cross in foosball. I've beaten Greg Jones in darts. So uh, you know, and Ed Ed is a big part of that uh, that 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 camaraderie that comes around with it. I in mean, it, 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 let's talk about Ed for a moment because you know, not a lot of states have their own you know athletic trainer that's just dedicated to training i mean this is a guy that that knows the sport he's been around a long time and you know it's got to help to have a guy on staff that's not just somebody you've picked up from a college that's you know versed in all sports ed is ed is really, really focused on wrestling
1: he wrestled collegiately he competed in freestyle and greco uh he knows the sport i mean he has an active coach's card so um when when he's when he's sitting there uh you know, talking to a kid, uh, on the mat you know, taping, taping something up or plugging their nose. You know, he's also giving them, giving them some advice while the coach is working the table. And, uh, you know, you, you gotta love that. But, uh, Ed knows the kids and, and he's been there and, and he also comes to training camp and, um, you know, everybody wants to go out to Fargo. Uh, everybody wants to be involved with the, the fun trips, um, where you fly and stay in hotels. But, you know, the difference is, uh, you know, the, the people that are willing to do the work, you know, who are willing to help out and and give their time, uh, because, uh, you know, we, we as a state association and then USA wrestling as a whole, um, just wouldn't be able to make it without, you know, the volunteers that, that are so giving of their time. And Ed Metzger's at the top of the list. I mean, we're, we're lucky to have him and, you know, he's highly respected among the, the USA wrestling trainers and, and, uh, that's just a huge advantage to, to have your own, um, and I know it. and know it gives our kids an advantage, at least a, a mental edge, knowing that the guy that they're familiar with is going to, you know, treat them right and point them in the right direction.
0: Fargo kicks up uh, July eighteenth with uh, cadet women. Then we go pretty much through the twenty fifth, and it's a long week of wrestling, eight days of wrestling. So uh, I see, unlike you guys, I'm I'm in the dorms. I'm up in at least I have AC in my dorm. Uh, not like the old days where we used to stay in Reed Johnson, which was a, a three level dorm with no AC. I mean, I think we a lot of us would just just walk the hallways and lose weight. so those were good for dropping weight that's for sure. but uh, you know as, as we wrap up here for the, the Fargo talk, uh, Adam, you know what are your impressions on what you're expecting now second time around with Fargo you're getting getting your feet wet Virginia you're, you're knowing the kids. I mean you know what do you think you know are, we got things going here where performance is going to see some guys on that guys and girls on that podium?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I think at both levels, cadets and juniors, I think there's you know many in individuals that are able to get out there and, and and have you know big performances and and not just make a push for the podium and uh you know find themselves uh, near the top of that podium and that's the goal. Um you know and like I said I I've, I've been uh you know on many trips with these guys and I I think the talent is definitely there, uh, but the big thing at a at a tournament like Sargos you got to get on a roll and you got to get hot early. Um, and, and I think that's a that's a common message, you know, at, at all of these tournaments that, that we have has has impressed on the kids is, you know, it, it starts in round one and, and and has to keep rolling and, and building throughout the tournament. And, but definitely the talent there. Andrew's done an amazing job of of getting high level talent uh, organized and and getting out to you know these tournaments to get them the exposure, uh, you know, so they're set up. For success at, at tournaments like Fargo, and, and this is the this is the marquee event of the summer, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to you know more Virginia guys hitting that podium and and finding those All American honors that they're looking for in both styles. So um, it's there, and you know the the kids just need to you know, put a, put together a good tournament and uh, get some good training in here in the next couple weeks. So I'm excited for it.
0: And just to give everybody an update about what's going on in Fargo, Andrew, uh, myself. And members of the VAWA staff will uh, provide some uh, periodic podcasts throughout the week here on the Virginia Wrestling Roundup. So uh, we've got some. I got some technology I'm bringing with me. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll maybe do the, the the picnic podcast. We'll do the uh, the wrap up podcast. Get some of our our All Americans on the show. And so those of you will also get the updates from the VirginiaWrestling.com dot com blog, which has been uh, a fairly popular. Thing for for Fargo. I remember when I did it when when Matt Talk was a Virginia site, and that was one of the more uh, talked about features on the internet because it, it gave you know the parents back home a little bit of an insight beyond just. The, for lack of a better term, the X's and O's of wrestling, even though there are no X's or O's. But, <laughs> um, you know, the the only the O's are on the scoreboard. But, uh, you know, it, you know and Andrew, you've done uh, a, a good job with that. And obviously Bill Swink, Roy Hill have been managing the blog updates throughout with virginiawrestling.com. So you know where to go to get your Fargo updates. Of course, the results will be on trackwrestling.com. And the last thing we'll touch on for this episode is, Andrew, we've got a, a fall fundraiser coming up and some information about the uh, Elementary National dual Team. So why don't you just uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about this fundraiser and when, when we can expect to get some information on that and then uh, move right into the elementary dual national teams.
1: That's right. Stay tuned for, for some announcements coming about a, a fall golf tournament uh, with a special guest. We're working on, um, we're working on putting together a, a golf, golf tournament fundraiser um, to subsidize our national team trips and help drive that cost down. Um, and, uh, and we will have a special guest who is to be determined, uh, can't, can't release the name or, or the, uh, the finalist, but we're working on that and that'll be a fun event. And, and it doesn't matter if you aren't a golfer, we're going to have a dinner, um, and kind of a social gathering, uh, at the end of it. And, and we're 95% sure it'll be on a Saturday. So it's not something that people have to miss school or work for because that just doesn't work. Um, but we will have announcements coming on that. It's been approved. It's going to happen. We've got board members cranking on it. And really the goal there is to, uh, to make these national team trips uh, more affordable and, and more reasonable uh, because it's just such a good opportunity uh, for kids to see that elite level. And then uh, the other point is that uh, our elementary school uh, VAWA national team, We'll compete in folk style events in just a few select events, the holiday duels, uh, McDonough duels, the, the Jersey duels, and the Mason Dixon quad. And, and, um, you know, last year we, uh, we got involved in that late and it was, uh, uh, it wasn't what anyone wanted it to be. And we, we knew that going in, but we've been, uh, communicating with the big clubs around the state and we will have a, uh, a statewide, uh, folk style tournament that will be a qualifier for that elementary team, uh, most likely sometime in late October, uh, early November, um, where uh, you know you you earn your spot, and uh, you know that's uh, that's the best way to do it, and it's close enough to the season where we can have people at the appropriate weights. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll be pumping information out, but I, I I highly doubt that we'll get anything out before Fargo, as this is a this is a big trip. But getting back to the media stuff, JB, uh, we have a uh, we're taking a, uh, a high schooler um, who's not going to be competing in Fargo, but he's going to come as part of our staff, and uh, we're going to have him filming and, and helping take pictures. And, and my goal is to get that stuff uploaded, you know, day by day or, or every couple days, so everybody back home can see some pics and, and maybe some matches while we're out there. Want to want to do a better job of that this year, but this is a kid who who came out um, in Roy Hills van last year um, and volunteered. Working for USA Wrestling at the table, but we think we're just going to get him some media credentials and have him snap away and film matches as opposed to um, work for for USA Wrestling because they'll they'll work him to the bone. But uh, I got one request, JB. If we're going to have a picnic uh, podcast, you know, our lunch setup. If we're going to have the Vawa or uh, Virginia Wrestling Roundup podcast, I got to have the Adam Wilson Talent Podcast. I got to get that Michigan accent on as much as we can during Fargo.
0: Well, you know, back in the day. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings used to actually have karaoke and uh, obviously it's it's undergone a couple renovations courtesy of uh, North Dakota State football winning a lot of national titles but uh, yeah there were there are some stories floating around of of me and coach Summerlin rocking some sweet home Alabama or some bad company back in the day so uh, entertainment will <laughs> will be no shortage because uh, it's always entertaining especially when you get me and Ben back back around one another you know you, you spend a lot of time around somebody in Fargo and then you're room with a guy in college you know, this. Uh, but we're adults now. I mean, I, I, we're both married. I've got a kid, so I, you know. And, and his his child is essentially his beard. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll 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 do that. We'll figure out the. Uh, we'll maybe get um, another Michigander to to come in and maybe help us with the karaoke part of it. Julia Salata, who is a U.S. Women's National Team member, who officiates and coaches out there in Fargo, and he has got that Michigan tie. So Adam, you won't be alone if we have some talent portion. So just just be be aware of that. That is
2: okay. That is okay. I'm ready for it.
0: Uh, this has been Episode 6 of the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, a presentation of Matt Talk Online, the Matt Talk Podcast Network, sponsored proudly by Cliff Keen Athletic. Information on everything with Virginia wrestling can be found at virginiawrestling.com. You can also find out how to fundraise, how to donate, and things of that nature. Because remember, we are 501c3, so nonprofit. It's a nice little tax write-off to help out the sport of wrestling. So for Andrew Fair and Adam Wilson, this is Jason Bryant. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the mats in Fargo. show Is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>